Hello, I am seeking God's wisdom in order to hear God's word and put it into practice. That's how I introduce myself today. How about you? Have you thought about it? I know I've been telling you for at least a month or two months or three, I don't know how long it's been. But how would you introduce yourself if you went to a gathering without using your name? I've given you several from myself, and that was this week. Seeking God's wisdom because I want to, in order to hear God's word and put it into practice. That's me this week. Let's read our psalm this week together. Psalm 5, 8, 1, 2, 3. Lead me, Lord, in your righteousness because of my enemies. Make your path straight before me. Simple prayer we can pray each and every morning, each and every afternoon, each and every night. Every minute of every day we could pray that to ourselves. Just lead us, Lord. Not just individually, but also as a body, a local body of Christ going out and reaching the world for Jesus. James, remember, he's humble. He's a humble servant of Jesus and God. He wrote this letter to the Jewish Christians that were scattered abroad among the nations. But it's not just for them. I believe, and we probably all agree, that it's not just written for them. It's written for us today. It's been preserved for us. We can read it and learn to understand what James is trying to encourage us with, to go live out our faith, not just to profess it. Oh, I believe in Jesus. I believe there's a God. Not just to do that, but to say, I do that, I believe it, I believe Jesus is my Lord and Savior, but also going out and putting your faith into practice. That's what James is all about. Remember, faith by itself, if it is not accompanied by action, is dead. Do you want to be dead? I don't want to be dead. I don't want my faith to be dead. So if I just have faith without works, it's dead, useless, futile. It is said that James, if you've heard this, it's eye-opening. It is said that James spent so much time on his knees in prayer that they became hard and calloused like a camel's knee. He was on his knees constantly praying, praying, praying. He's wise. This letter that he wrote, James is not just writing some random letter to a random person or persons. He didn't just throw this together and say, oh, I wonder how it's going to be responded to. He didn't just do that. He was a godly man who sought after Jesus. And he wrote this letter. We can trust what he wrote down. Remember, James, the brother of Jesus, didn't believe at first. And then you see this letter, you read it, and you say, wow, similar to Jesus and what he talked about. And I always wonder, and I respond, and I always say it to you, I wonder if James heard Jesus speaking all that Jesus spoke and taught. Maybe not in the forefront, but he was probably in the background saying, oh, I hear my brother. And he writes this letter, and you can tell that he probably listened to his brother, Jesus. Pray with me as we get started on our next section in James. God, thank you so much for James and the letter he wrote to us. For the Christians in his day, but also for us today. Thank you for his heart 
His godliness, His holiness, His seeking after You. Help us to be respondent today and to receive Your Word with joy, to understand it, and also to go out and produce fruit a hundred, sixty, thirty times. God, thank You for the Spirit that leads us into the truth. Help us to be mindful that the Spirit is with us today. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Wisdom. Do you like that word? Do you like the word wisdom? Have you ever thought about it? Just a word. Do you ever think about words? I put on Facebook this week, wisdom is blank. Here's some responses from people. Gift from God. Knowledge applied. Essential. Fear the Lord. Vital, priceless, the best choice, challenging, supreme, knowledge, rare, Jesus. Something that comes to us when we choose to listen first before we speak. Those were some responses I got on Facebook from people that I know. Wisdom, wisdom, wisdom. That's what this section is all about. James chapter 3, 13 through 18, wisdom is the key to true life. That's what I've titled it. Wisdom, this is what it means in the Merriam-Webster defines it as one of the definitions in there. A wise attitude, belief, or course of action. Wisdom. Sophia, the Greek word for wisdom, in the Thayer's Greek lexicon, this is the definition for the word that's in James chapter 1, verse 5, James chapter 3, verse 13, which we'll look at today, and verse 17. This is the definition. The knowledge and practice of the requisites for godly and upright living. Wisdom is saying these are the essential things, the necessary things that I have to do for a godly lifestyle, an upright living lifestyle. That's what wisdom means in James. Do we think about wisdom like that? As a kid, I thought wisdom was knowledge, which it is, but it's much more than knowledge. President Theodore Roosevelt once said, I know not how philosophers may ultimately define religion, but from Micah to James, it has been defined as service to one's fellow men, rendered by following the great rule of justice and mercy, of wisdom and righteousness. Serving people by following justice, mercy, wisdom, and righteousness. It's, it's much more than just knowledge. It's saying, I know it, and I'm going to produce fruit from it. That's what it is. Wisdom is much more than knowledge. Here's something you can think about. It shapes who we are, what we believe, and how we live our lives. It's a way of life. When you think of wisdom next time, think of wisdom. It's a way of life, not just what I know. This section of James is all about wisdom. If you have a title of the heading in your Bibles, it's probably said two kinds of wisdom or something like that. Mine says two kinds of wisdom. Some of yours might say that as well. James lets us know we have a choice. On this side we have wisdom, 
And on this side, we have wisdom. What are we going to choose? Let's read verse 13 together. Listen as I read from James chapter 3, verse 13. Who is wise and understanding among you? Pause for a second. Is that a question? Yes or no? Sorry, I'm in teacher mode now. Who is wise and understanding among you? He poses a question. I read it on Monday, and what did I do? I had to stop because it's a question. I read it and I stopped and I thought about the question. Who is wise and understanding among you? How should I answer this question? That's what I was contemplating. I have a question before me. How am I going to answer it? Or how should I answer it? For James's hearers, the teachers in the gatherings might have thought this. Watch. He comes to this section, they're reading it aloud to the people, the Christians. Who is wise and understanding among you? The teachers and probably some other people are like, I am. I'm wise and understanding. That's me. That's me. When I stopped to think about this question on Monday, I jotted down names of people who I look at as wise and understanding among us at Ferris church of christ in a matter of a couple of minutes i had 10 plus names that i wrote down not going to mention them but i wrote 10 plus names just from people among us fairest church of christ think about it how about you do you know anyone who is wise and understanding i mean truly wise and understanding I want you to think about that for a moment. If you have a pen, you can jot it down. A a person's name, several people's names. Think about it. Or you can just have it in your mind. But when it comes to a question, who is wise and understanding among you? Remember this letter is being read among Christians. And James wants them, I think, to answer it. Like I did on Monday. Think about it. Have you jotted somebody's name down or you have it in your mind? Who is wise and understanding among us? Then you may ask this question. Let's keep reading. Who is wise and understanding among you? Let them show it by their good life, by deeds done in the humility that comes from wisdom. Okay. We thought about the people's names. We maybe wrote them down. Now with that person in your mind or the persons in your mind, think about this. Have they proven that they are wise and understanding? You thought about a person. You wrote it down. I wrote 10 plus names down on my notebook on Monday morning. And then you read this section of James. Let them show it by their good life. By deeds done in the humility that comes from wisdom. I looked over my list of names. And I said, yep, they've proven it. They've proven it. They've proven it. They've proven it. They're still proving it. On each of those names. 
the person that's in your mind or on your piece of paper? Are they proving it or showing it by their good life? By the deeds that comes from wisdom? Those who truly, those who are truly wise and understanding will prove it by their good lifestyle and deeds done in humility that comes from wisdom. Ron Daniel, a pastor and singer, said this, Real wisdom looks like godliness. It is manifested in good behavior. It is demonstrated in gentleness. If you think that you are wise, you can find out by looking at your life. Who is wise and understanding among you? Did you answer yourself like some of the teachers may have in James' day? Then think about it. If you think yourself wise, look at your lifestyle. James goes on. Verses 14 through 17, you'll see two kinds of wisdom contrasted here. But if you harbor bitter envy and selfish ambition in your hearts, do not boast about it or deny the truth. Such wisdom does not come from heaven, but is earthly, unspiritual, demonic. For where you have envy and selfish ambition, there you find disorder and every evil practice. But the wisdom that comes from heaven is first of all pure, then peace-loving, considerate, submissive, full of mercy and good fruit, impartial and sincere. Two kinds of wisdom. Now, I don't know, I forgot to look in other translations, but James contrasts wisdom Look in your translation there. I have the NIV. Does your translation say wisdom with quotation marks? Raise your hand. I see one, two, three. So when I read it, okay, such, in verse 15 there, such wisdom. When I put something in quotations, I think of sometimes it just being like, hey, it's not really true. When people go like that, like I'm quoting it. That's what I see here. Because you'll find out in a second here, the contrast. Not true wisdom. With true wisdom, he contrasts. Because you see it in verse 17. Is there quotations around wisdom? No. You have wisdom over here, what I said earlier. And then you have wisdom over here. There's two types of wisdom. The not true one and the true one. Harboring bitter envy. You see that first. Bitter envy. Exhibiting intense animosity and a painful or resentful awareness of an advantage enjoyed by another joined with a desire to possess the same advantage. I want that. That person has it, I want it. Selfish ambition. It's all about me. When you look out only for the interest of yourself. Wisdom. True 
this wisdom is earthly, unspiritual, demonic, and when present, you find disorder or confusion and every evil practice. If you have wisdom, it's just going to cause disorder, chaos, confusion, every evil practice. Then you get to verse 17. Pure. It is holy just as God is holy. It's free from the contamination of the world. We want to do what is good. Peace-loving. We want to bring people together and bring people nearer to God. Considerate, thoughtful of the rights and feelings of others. This is the opposite of selfish ambition. You look for the interest of others not just yourself. Submissive. Open to reason is another translation. We are ready to listen to what others have to say. As we have conversations, we are ultimately submitting to God and what God wants us to do and for us. As we submit to each other, we listen to each other and have conversations and not just saying, no, I don't want to listen to you. But when we bring people together, we listen and we ultimately submit ourselves to what God wants us to do. That's godly wisdom. Full of mercy and good fruit, always ready to help those who are troubled and to do good for others. We don't hold grudges. Impartial and sincere, fair and honest, without favoritism and hypocrisy. Here's a exclamation point sentence for you what a description of true wisdom do you like it but the wisdom that comes from heaven is first of all pure then peace loving considerate submissive full of mercy and good fruit impartial and sincere what a description this wisdom true wisdom true wisdom comes from heaven, from God. So, do you have wisdom? Or do you have wisdom? That's the question we have to ask ourselves. Do we seek the wisdom that comes from heaven? Verse 18 is always, I like the, the peacemakers, I like it. Look what it says. Peacemakers who sow in peace reap a harvest of righteousness. Peacemakers. This is the result of true wisdom. Remember, going back to the wisdom, what happened? When wisdom is there, what happens? There's disorder. And every evil practice. But what happens with true wisdom? Peacemakers who sow in peace reap a harvest of righteousness. Does that sound like disorder and confusion and every evil practice? No. There's a difference. Peacemakers. It is drastically different. Remember Jesus, James's brother, Grew up with Jesus, and Jesus, what did he say on the Sermon on the Mount? Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. 
The Apostle Paul wrote this, If it is possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. The writer of Hebrews says this, Make every effort to live at peace with everyone and to be holy. Without holiness, no one will see the Lord. And then Paul again, sorry, Peter, quoting David, they must turn from evil and do good. He doesn't just stop there though. Peter goes on, they must seek peace and pursue it. And then Paul again, let us therefore make every effort to do what leads to peace and to mutual edification. Peacemakers who sow in peace, reap a harvest of righteousness. And you see examples, examples, examples of this from multiple speakers. I've quoted one, two, three, four, and James is five. Peacemakers. Are you a peacemaker? Or do you cause disorder and confusion and every evil practice? Wisdom? Wisdom. Going back to earlier, wisdom is what? A lifestyle. If we look at our life, and you look at the people you wrote down or thought in your mind that you thought were wise and understanding, are they a lifestyle of wisdom, of peacemakers, of sowing peace and reaping righteousness? Commentator Donald Burdick wrote this, Righteousness will grow only in a climate of peace, and it must be sown and cultivated by peacemakers. Such persons not only love peace, and live in peace, but also strive to create conditions of peace. Peacemakers. True wisdom from heaven brings righteous results. Wisdom is the key to true life. Do I focus on earthly, demonic, unspiritual wisdom? Or do I focus on heavenly wisdom, pure, peace-loving, submissive, full of mercy and good fruits, impartial and sincere. Which one? You got two choices. Who are you, what are you going to follow? Wisdom or wisdom? Today I have four takeaways and it's going to be a little different because I've quoted it before. Somebody said James is the Proverbs of the New Testament. So I went to Proverbs of the Old Testament and found Proverbs that tell us what James wants us to do. Here they are. First one. That is small. Sorry about that. The beginning of wisdom. Is it bigger up here? The beginning of wisdom is this. Get wisdom. Though it costs all you have, get understanding. Proverbs 4, verse 7. So what do we have to do? The first thing. Get wisdom. 
Wisdom or wisdom? Get wisdom. This one right here. Heavenly, pure, considerate, full of mercy, good fruits, impartial, sincere. Get it. Remember James chapter 1. What do we got to do to get wisdom? We ask God who gives generously to those who ask without doubting. So the beginning of wisdom, get wisdom. Number two, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom and knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. Fear the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Get wisdom, fear the Lord. Number three, walk with the wise and become wise. For a companion of fools suffers harm. Remember that name or names you wrote down or had in your mind? Are you walking with them? Or are you walking with the foolish group? Walk with the wise and become wise. Number four, let the wise listen and add to their learning and let the discerning get guidance for understanding proverbs and parables, the sayings and riddles of the wise. So you see the progress there. For me, it's progression. If you want wisdom, get it. How do we do that? We fear the Lord. That's the beginning of wisdom. And then we walk with the wise. Walk with those people you wrote down. Those people in your mind. Walk with them. Learn from them. And then let the wise listen and add to their learning. Now, remember, James poses the question, who's wise among you and understanding? Some of us were like, yeah, that's me. I'm wise. But number four is the biggest one for me. Listen and add to your learning. Don't raise your hand, but are you learning and growing in your faith? Think about the past week. Have you grown in your faith from last week? Or are you the same person last week as you are now? And you said, I didn't grow this week. Are you listening and adding to your learning? I try to do it every day. I want to listen and I want to learn more and more and more. Do any of us need to make a decision today? Now, it doesn't have to be a big decision. But if you need to make one, don't hesitate. Don't say, oh, I'll make that tomorrow. If you have a decision to make, make it today. If you're not a follower of Jesus, believe Jesus. Repent. Confess Him as Lord and Savior. Be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. Be raised to a new life. Be forgiven. And then the Holy Spirit comes in you. But remember, that's not the end. You're raised to a new life and you begin a journey with the Holy Spirit following the Spirit's guidance to the path that leads to life. In Sunday school, we talked about the end a little bit today. What's at the end? We want to get there, but the Spirit is with us today to guide us and to lead us to there. If you're looking for a church family, we'd love to have you here. We want to encourage you, love on you, and help you learn and grow in your faith.
If you need a church home, this is a good place to start. If you need prayer, ask someone to pray with you. When we're singing the song, go up to them and say, I need prayer. Can you pray for me? Pray with me. So as the worship team comes up, as you think about, is there a decision I need to make? When we sing, make that decision today. Don't let it slip by. Don't say, I'll do it tomorrow. I'll do it next week. I'll do it two months from now. I don't want to do it now. But make that decision today, whatever it may be. Let's pray. God, thank you so much for today. James is such an encouragement to us. He wrote about two kinds of wisdom. We want to search and seek and pursue the wisdom from above, from you. Help us to encourage each other to seek wisdom and pursue it. Thank you for your word and the encouragement has been this morning. Help us all to receive it with joy and understanding. And not only profess we know you, but to profess we know you, but also live it out and practice our faith. It's a lifestyle. Wisdom is a lifestyle. Help us to do that this week. If there's a decision that needs to be made today, I pray that those who need to make it will make it. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.